Ace's the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's Locked On Mavericks for Thursday, March 2nd. I hope you enjoyed our conversation, the uh, the first half of our conversation with Brian Damaris yesterday. Today will be the second half. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into it and uh, get back into what we were talking about and some more uh, broad strokes, you know, team building aspects, how this thing gets back to Western Conference relevancy in a quick-like fashion with, uh, with our good buddy Brian. And I uh, hope you enjoy it. And Jake and I will be back Monday to uh, break down the games over the weekend and uh, get you back on track with Locked On Mavs. Again, thank you for listening. Just from your feel of it, which, if you're going to spend money on a point guard, say they don't get any of the point guards they like, they end up with the 12th pick overall and they take you know, whatever, whatever falls to them. Jonathan Isaac, if he falls down there and they get, they don't go point guard out of, out of the pool of guys of your, um, we've discussed Kyle Lowry at length, but that's a really long, really expensive contract for a dude that's 31. I love him. I have for a really long time, but I understand if it's not realistic. Um, but of the pool of free agent point guards, who would you be comfortable giving 15 plus a year? You got. I mean, Drew is probably somewhere next on the list. But I just, you know, again with Drew, it's like New Orleans can't afford to give him up, right? They, they just can't. can't. No. Then no. Da- Davis is like, all right, get me out of here, mm-hmm. right? So he's not going anywhere. So then you're talking about Hill and Teague, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. it. Patty yep. Mills. Patty Mills li- show li- you enough? That'd be a little deal. That would be. That'd be. That would not be. Give Patty Mills north of 15. Like, I mean, do you want to trade for Reggie Jackson, right? Stuff yeah. like that. Otherwise, it's like, you know, I mean, is the Warriors going to pay Livingston to stay? Probably because they don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you just saw Brandon Jennings sign with the Wizards today. Yeah. There's Langston Galloway. Like, yeah. You're, you're talking about two, two, maybe three guys. If you're willing to give Mills, you know, I don't know. I, if you're going down to the Mills level, then I'd rather just draft a guy and play JJ and Yogi and that guy or something rather than go give Mills four years and 60 million bucks. So the dudes that follow well and Coop and I were talking about this pretty at length last night, the dudes that fit in nine through 12 in the draft that are point guards, it's probably Darren Fox and it's, it's Frank Nielakina, the, um, where the hell he's from French France, I think. Um, it's those dudes. And I don't know if either one of those dudes gives you like impactful minutes 
next year. Um, they might be Mavericks University next year. Like they might get ten minutes in a the game. They might get. I don't want to use Ruddy Bobo, uh, but like that that kind of rookie type player um, who only gets spot time. So I started thinking the first round pick's pretty valuable depending on where it lands, especially in this draft. Do you think it'd be wise? And the name that came up was uh, was Ricky Rubio. Say that pick ends up at eleven, and you get the sense that. The point guard that you want, which let's just say they want Neil Aquina. Say Neil Aquina's got a promise at eight, and you're not going to get him. Would you be comfortable shipping that 11th overall pick for Ricky Rubio? I don't think you have to give up that much for Rubio. Really? I mean, Rubio's been in the Reggie Jackson discussions and yeah. some of these guys. that It's almost like I'm trading my problem for your problem because my problem fits better with you than it does with me. Mm-hmm. That's really expensive for him. Um, you're, you're talking about a guy who, yeah, he can pass, but he can't shoot. Uh, if I can get Rubio for, you know, a lot cheaper, then I'll have that discussion. I'm not giving up that pick for Rubio. Would you be interested in that type of situation, though, where you give up that pick to solidify either the three um, or the starting point guard position? You know, this team is still in a... A growth mode is not in a win-now mode. That's a yeah. win-now move. Yeah. Uh, but if it's a young guy, then it's kind of all the same. You know what I mean? But who's that young guy, right? I mean, yeah. That's it, it, way too expensive for Rubio. Mm-hmm. And I don't see somebody giving up, you know. Uh, Say it's Bledsoe. You know, Eric Bledsoe? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, you know. His body's going to break down like the next Like you saw year. Chicago take a flyer on Cameron Payne, right? Mm-hmm. It talk, it, it costs them some guys that are good guys that on their team don't fit in their three-year plan anymore, mm-hmm. you know, Taj and these guys, McDermott. So they're taking a flyer to take a look at them. Mm-hmm. That's what you would do. You would, you would trade older guys that, you know, maybe you trade Darren Powell, uh, Darren Powell, uh, <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Powell. Powell, and some guys, or if you had, you know, the Bogats of the world or whatever still on your roster, but you're not trading something that valuable because I'd rather have the pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, with the guys so young, you've got time to develop it in the following summer, sign a key free agent or continue moving. Uh, but to mortgage that for, you know, something, again, you know, it'd have to, you know, just going through some of these teams. And, you know, I don't know of a guy that those teams would be willing to get off of mm-hmm. for that. I mean, someone will, will emerge, you know what I mean? Like there'll be a guy out there. I mean, Throw the name Jimmy Butler. Like I, mean, I don't you want like let's just say uh Magic hates D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Now, I don't think Russell is a Rick guy because he's a bonehead. So yeah. that kind of take you know, you've got to find a high IQ guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh or Moutier could get forced out by Jamal Mur uh yeah, Jamal Murray. That's not a terrible name. Yeah. Right. Now mm-hmm. there that now you're starting to talk a little bit, right? Yeah. because uh, he's so young that you can mm-hmm. say, All right, well maybe we can develop some of these these other things. I just, um, I just fear that the guy that you draft at the 11th overall pick isn't really going to matter in the next two seasons. And I don't, who cares? Because yeah. Because you're not looking at, the, you know, again, you're not in win now, right? You, you have two things. One, your team is really, really young and developing. Mm-hmm. And two, Golden State ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of, you know, and Golden State's got problems. I mean, they're going to have to sign Durant and Seth both to Supermaxes this year. Mm-hmm. We're only allowed two Supermaxes. Yeah. Which means when 
Draymond and Clay are up, they gone. Yeah. So that team breaks up in about two or three years. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to build the best team you can over the next two to three years so that when that time comes, then your guys are 28 and they're studs and they start. I mean, remember the early years of Clay and Steph and they weren't great, right? Mm-hmm. So once, once Seth is getting, and again, he's older, but I mean, once his NBA years are developed and all that, and Noel's turned into maybe a 15 and 15 guy, mm-hmm. right? Then that's when you want to maximize it. So I don't know that you have to make those kind of, you know, win now moves. Yeah. I think the thing that always creeps like in the back of my mind is you can make like every perfect decision for like three straight years or every really good decision, kind of like Utah has done over like three straight years where they've made really, really savvy moves and drafted some really great players and they have a really good player development program and all those dudes are like peaking right now and they're not going to make a Western Conference Finals most likely. Agreed, but you, you also know? have like, like look at Boston. I think Boston should have made a move. Oh my God, yes. Butler, right? You you get of off course. Crowder and the number one if you have to for that because now you need, you, you've built it up over the years. Mm-hmm. Now's your time to pounce. Well, that's why do you Mavs, have this? What, why do you have this castle? Like, what are you doing? But I think the Mavs this summer is not that time for the Mavs. The, mm-hmm. That is three years from now for the Mavs. Yeah. So, so they need to keep building, keep doing what they can, so that in three years, if mm-hmm. something like that comes along or whatever, that's their time to pounce. But mm-hmm. it's too early in the development of that for them to be making those kinds of moves. Yeah. So there's and I a guess... time to. There's a time to do the asset game mm-hmm. and then there's a time to like what the Rockets are doing now and like it's all we're all in here's yeah. my first give me Lou right whatever it is and mm-hmm. I'm making that move fix all my problems right this second right. <laughs> um would you give up say it's 11th overall pick would you give that up for Moutier I'd think about it that's the that's kind of like I mean it just depends on you know, I honestly haven't looked at a lot of the guys, the point guards in the draft yet. I won't do that to the end of the season, but like, mm-hmm. you know, what they really think of them. And if Rick goes, man, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, you can. There's nothing wrong with with drafting a guy and having him play. Yeah. Fifteen twenty minutes, and then JJ and Devin and Yogi kind of mm-hmm. split the time and make it work, or you sign a another Darren Williams type vet to hold the fort down mm-hmm. for a very reasonable deal. Yeah. Um, well, this is a very like disaster situation wherever one of those dudes doesn't get to you in your pick. You know what I mean? Like I'm, this is a real tight rope to get to this situation where you're like, ah, damn, <laughs> like I wonder one of these dudes, but, but I think you can do, I, I I don't know that you have to have a point. I, I would take a wing. Yeah. You know, I take a two or three what to, I... to play those, you know, key minutes off the bench that you need. Mm-hmm. To, you know, if Finney Smith doesn't develop or, or, you know, you really don't have a backup two right now mm-hmm. you know you're playing really small uh yeah I, I just you know i don't know i mean at top 10 we, listen we haven't had a top 10 pick around here in a long time Devin, and it's especially a deep draft mm-hmm. and they traded to get Devin. you know that was they That's traded true. up for that pick um so i i think unless you're getting like a guaranteed guy that you're like this is my guy for the mm-hmm. future um you hold on to it and and make it work yeah, I just, I totally agree. Like, I'm fine doing that. It just got got me kind of interested thinking about, like, 
if you do get off that pick and you get a young guy back, like Moutier, like C.J. McCollum, like... Well, no, I mean, nobody's giving you C.J. McCollum. Well, not yet. They're spazzing <laughs> out. They're having a little bit of a panic attack, though, in Portland. Like, they realize they can't get better because all their shit's locked in. Like, yeah, but that's why they got off Plumley, right? Yeah. I and mean, they ain't giving up those two guys. They'll just get they'll just find a way to get rid of the rest. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're getting CJ McCollum, we're having a different conversation. But the problem is that's not the need, right? Because right. you need a point. I mean, Seth has got the two. Yeah. Unless Seth is somehow turned into a point guard. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, you know, I don't know if that'll happen. Um Yeah, I mean, I don't you know, I'm not giving Lowry that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, if Atlanta says I'm done with Shrewdries and Knucklehead, I don't know that I want to go there. Um, I love Dragic. Mm-hmm. You know, if Miami just starts tanking again. He's uh, getting up there, though, isn't he? He's got to be Lowry's age. He's got to be 30, 31. He's up there, right? yeah. He's on a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, damn, he <laughs> he solidifies that thing. He's and then you're making some noise. Really stinking good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy I really like. Uh Just looking through these teams, I don't see a lot else. Yeah, I guess we can head. we can shift to small forward if you're going to spend some money at small forward. Um, say you do get your your point guard, um, just just for shits and gigs. Assume Neil Aquina is there at nine or ten. They take they take that guy. He's you know nineteen. He's <laughs> he's got a lot of lot of lot of things to like about him, and I've I've heard they like him. Um, so no problem with that. But now you've got 15 to $20 million to spend and you obviously need some depth at the wing. Um, where would you be comfortable throwing some money around at the wing? And are you even looking for a starter or are you looking for depth? Yeah, like for start- your starters are set, right? Your mm-hmm. starters are Seth, Wes, Barnes, you know, Dirk Noel. And one of those guys is going to have to come off for a point guard if that's the way they run it. So mm-hmm. you're looking for, you know, as you said, assuming you pick the point guard, you're looking for a wing, and then you're looking for some help as a big, right? You got measuring a really good deal, so you're not getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight's there. You just paid him nine a year. But, and, and, you know, Barnes and Dirk can kind of hold down that fort. I wouldn't mind a little more depth there, but, you're you know, you're looking for a backup wing. Mm-hmm. Who's that? I mean, I would I would give, you know, Iguodala's, you know, a little bit of money. I'd give him mm-hmm. two years and 20, right? Mm-hmm. Give me a 3 and D, tough defender, but I know I can hit the shots, do some dirty work. And he's for sure out of there because they can't. They, they can't afford him, they right? they got the he's money. luxury, and he's, he's getting older. But, again, he's a guy that, you know, you're looking for your Vince, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and going through the list, you know, I mean. P.J. Tucker's going to be available. Yeah. Um, Gallinari's whatever. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about him? Like I go back and right, forth. Like I know the I, he's more of a guy on a bad team that scores a lot. No, I mean for now at this point he's a guy on a really good team that's another piece, right? Yeah. That's a kind of nice to have off the bench, but mm-hmm. on our team, what's the point? Yeah. But I would I would look at Iguodala for sure, and you know he almost signed here before. I mean we were minutes mm-hmm. from signing him. Yeah, uh, when he went to the Warriors. So I mean, again, it's a, it's a weird thing because the, uh, you know, there are there isn't a lot out there in this class. Um, plus, you have all your big names that aren't going anywhere. That's true. So does that inflate the cost of the B level guys? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, it might, right? Um, if you look at twos, you know. I don't see a ton. <laughs> I don't like out here. You know, Fabo, Tony Allen's. Yeah, it's, there's not, you know. It's like Jonathan Simmons yeah. is down there. Yeah. I got I got one name for uh, backup center for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls. Uh, he might be second or third. I don't even know who they have anymore <laughs> in Chicago, but uh, Cristiano Felicio. They did that was super the fat. The guy that just cost Wade his uh, triple-double. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that dude. Like, every time I watched him and I catch him, I don't know, the Bulls had a run through the uh, Western Conference, and I have to do, like, I do Pelicans, Thunder, um, Spurs, and Mavs, and the Bulls were running through all of them there for, like, a couple weeks, and uh, I got to see a handful of Bulls games, and I was like, they don't use him a lot. It's like Salah, you know Not what I mean? Not at all. And, but when he's in there, dude, I'm like, dude, he's getting everything. It's like almost, uh, what was big boy a couple of years ago? Dewan Blair, but like better size. Mm-hmm. And uh, just keep an eye on him. He's restricted, but I don't know. I just I just liked his game for how little he would cost. Like low cost, high impact while he's on the court type dude. Well, the interesting thing about him is the Mavs have pretty much the best South American scout there is. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, they know him, and if they like him, mm-hmm. they're going to dive in. They'll dive in. And, and if they don't, that shows that they don't like him. Yeah. So the good news is the intel will be there, and we don't have to kind of guess on the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the quickest way to dive back in and be, I don't even think next year is realistic. Next year, playoffs might be realistic for next year, depending on what happens. But two years from now, uh, threatening top six seed, what what beats do you have to hit? I think Nerlens was a very, very important one. Like, that was one of my first. I was like, you either got to do, do this, you either got to trade for a point guard, find a point guard, or you got you to gotta go get the one guy that I like that's on the market at center, and that was Nerlens right now. I think that was huge. Like, that's hitting that first marker um, under your personal record. Like, that's awesome to me. But uh, what's your little tight rope walk your little narrow bridge back to and your and your little dream dream team that your your fantasy team that you build what what are what steps two three four five i think you've got to internally you know barnes has got to continue to take a step up right next Mm -hmm. year you you want him or in two or three years you want him to be a 25 and eight guy right Mm -hmm. he can't just stay where he is uh noel's got to keep developing Conditioning-wise, offensive, defense, scheme-wise, um, you're gonna, you know, you want West to stay aggressive, stable, healthy mm-hmm. in what he's doing. Uh, resign Seth and may, you know, see if he's, you know, you'll know in a year and a half whether he's for real. And and finding out what he is, is he a one, is he a two, is he your sixth man, does he stay at the two? So just taking care of your internal uh, stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know, hitting on your point guard, whether that is the draft, whether that's packaging, you know, some of that young things or picks for a guy. And because uh, if you look at the Western Conference, you know, over the next few years, I mean, mm-hmm. Golden State's there. We just talked about what can make them implode. San Antonio is, you know, Parker's going to be gone. Ginobili's going to be gone. Gasol's mm-hmm. on yeah. one leg. See, so, you know, you have Leonard, but they've got to start putting some pieces around that. Uh, you know, 
Houston's going for broke, but their guys are old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah may lose Hayward. The Clippers. They're definitely going to lose favors. Yeah. Uh, He's out the door. The Clippers are going to implode. Yeah. Uh, Man, how interesting would that be if Chris Paul's like, I'm good with all this, this offseason. God, that'd be interesting. And LeBron says, Kyrie, you've screwed up in the playoffs. I'm tired of you. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. Um, Memphis has got, obviously, an issue with Chandler. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not going well in there, and that could cause some real rifts. Dodge that bullet. Uh, Westbrook could go to the Lakers. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. And then you got to, you know, so there's your top seven that are the, so there's opportunities to be up four or five next year Mm -hmm. if you're playing your cards right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think they got a lot of stuff to do internally. And then, you know, like I say, if you look at, you know, the post Dirk years, you still have four of those slots, I think set. So you're looking for a point Mm -hmm. and then you got to fill that back because JD is going to be gone. Devin's going to be gone. Hopefully Yogi develops, but you never know. Hopefully Finney Smith develops, but if not, then you're building your bench. But to really, you know, you're five guys can play at a time. You've got to find that guy that that Jason Kidd that Rick trusts to hand the keys to to run this team. Is it one of those kids that hopefully in two years of seasoning can learn it, or like you say, all right, you know, Rick wants a vet, and mm-hmm. we've got to go find the vet that that works, that is not Chris Paul, but is that next level of, yeah, I'm not going to give George Hill 30 million, but mm-hmm. all right, Moody, I'll make you work somehow. Or would you give next year's pick for Ricky Rubio? Yeah. 2018. Maybe, hopefully it's 20 right? yeah. or 18. Yeah. I mean, Rubio has got a, you know, we know what Rubio is now. Yeah. Right? It's not this kind of guessing game. Like it was with Moody. We right. know the guy just can't shoot. He's, What's his age? Twenty four, twenty five. Um, you know, I don't know. Does he play any D? Twenty six, eh, right? Yeah, yeah. That just interests me a lot because I think they can fix a lot of what's wrong with him <laughs> in terms of his shot. In terms of, I mean, everything else is fine. If he, I mean, he's been around a while. His shot is. I mean, he is what he is, right? Yeah, I would think so, but I also think. I think Rick could probably fix him. <laughs> Judging from what I what I understand, what I hear. Well, I mean, you're right in the fact that he hasn't gotten uh great coaching, right? He's mm-hmm. gotten a treadmill of people in Minnesota and then Thibodeau's a guy that's just you know, he he's a grinder that's probably just throwing his hands up because Rubio does something wrong and is probably not patient right. with him in teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, listen, he's he's gotten what? He's he's a consistent 10 points a game. <laughs> He's a consistent, I mean, he's 8.6 in assists the last four years, mm-hmm. um, but he's shooting, what, high 30s the whole time, right? Yeah. And his three points, uh, he's had two seasons over 30, or three. Mm-hmm. What was he shooting this year? 29, damn. That's bad. Yeah. You know, and you need, that's what kind of made kid work here, right? Is not only... Mm-hmm. He shoots the ball, but he, you know, he developed that three point shot, and you've got to have that spacing. And you know, if you think you can fix that, maybe um, that might be that may be a lot to invest in. I'm just not giving up the top, a top ten pick for that now for for Rubio. But yeah, you know, I, think, I think I just think you can get him cheaper, especially 
considering the deals that have been out there, right? I mean, you're talking about Reggie Jackson for Rubio. Reggie Jackson is, I went off this bad contract. I yeah. I want Rubio back. So there's no reason you could. Well, the Detroit was do kind of doing the same thing that Portland did a month ago, which is look at your team, your GM sitting there going, I have no road to get better. Right. I have none other than if these guys work their living asses off uh, this offseason. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Drummond's going to show you that. I don't think Reggie Jackson's going to show you that. Like, KCP, he might he might have some kind of next step, but Tobias Harris is kind of Tobias Harris. Right. Like they're locked into the sixth seed in the East right. for a while, and nothing will drive a GM more insane than going, yeah. "I have no upward trajectory to this roster I have right now, and all my money's locked in." Like that'll make you spaz out as a GM, and that's what I feel like Detroit was doing. They're like, just change anything, just give me flexibility sooner. Right. Make well, it my happen. point is that the cost was they wanted off Reggie, mm-hmm. and the cost was getting Rubio back. Well, if a bad contract is the price for Rubio, I ain't giving mm-hmm. up the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> you know I've got I'll, that. That's where if you they love West, but if you didn't like him, mm-hmm. that would be your cost. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I think they need to. I think they could get Rubio for you know uh, a three way where somebody else is sending the bad deal and you're sending them, you know something. Maybe Powell and you know something, right? Mm-hmm. So who's right now? If you had to pick, who who are the cornerstone guys that'll be here two years from now that are locked in that are um, part of the post Dirk era? Well, I think that there's no doubt that that Mark believes Wes and Barnes are the new leaders of the Mavs going forward. So even when Wes is up in two years, I would, I would, barring injury, he's going to get re-signed. Barnes is a cornerstone. So those, those are your leaders. It's going to be kind of a co-leadership system. So those are your two guys. The fact that they traded for Noel means they're going to sign Noel, and he's going to get, you know, four-year deal. What, what What is the restricted? Is it four now? You can't get more than four? Yeah, you can't go five. If they were going to do, if they had extended him, before uh, October 31st, they right. could have gone five. So he's going to be on your team. Yeah. And then I wouldn't, you know, Seth is going to be expensive, but why are you not bringing that? So those are mm-hmm. your four, right? Yeah. And then it's going to be if you love your pick, mm-hmm. then that's one of them. Because outside of that, you know, JJ and Devin will be gone. Uh, You know, Powell's a guy that is around, but mm-hmm. you're not going to. I almost, I almost think like I haven't brought this up anywhere else, but people always criticize his contract, and I'm like, his contract's fine. That, that's no average now. Well, and that's a tradable number. Sure. Like if you're trying to add two numbers if he together, develops a little bit and becomes, you know, a, a seven and five guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, eight is league average. He's fine. That's no problem with that deal. Yeah, and if you're trying to put him with, right, that's Darren nice with Bogut, like that, yeah. it gets you up to a right. last CBA max contract player that you're trying to right. trade for. No, that's he's fine, and, yeah. and he's giving you what you need, and he can play a five, undersized five, if you want. Uh, you know, Mesri, I don't think they're gonna, you know, unless he wants to sign for literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammonds or Brasino, I don't see a lot in. So you, you know, you're, you're then you're looking at Yogi and DFS. Mm-hmm. If they progress, they can be members of the team. So that's that's seven, mm-hmm. right? And those are your seven. Yeah, and then you're, you know, you're filling in where, but I. If if that happens, you got to be happy with, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just of what you have now, right? Yeah. Going forward, um, 
Do you think they'll have the patience to... But the good news is for those of your starters, right? <laughs> right, yeah, most minutes. So yeah. you're trying to find, yeah, again, this point guard that if it doesn't come in this draft or you don't like it or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna, that solution's going to have to be filled out over the next year or two so that if the question is two or three years from now, who's your core, that's set, and you're, mm-hmm. all you're doing is backfilling. Yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. Now, I'd, if you don't like that top four then mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you because that's going to be the team. <laughs> yeah. I just – I think they will, and I think there's been quite a uh, a view change, an eye-opening, like, uh, first – even summer and into the beginning of this season where they'll have the patience to go, these guys will be better the more they play together. Yeah. And if you have this seven right here and you sprinkle in, just correct the edges of the house. Like, the house has been built, and we're continuing to add some cool shit on top with a pick, with our backup three, whatever. Just do a little landscaping. Just let it let it become whatever it's going to become because they've done some – they've done a lot of damn work over well, the yeah. last I six mean, months. At, you know, it used to be, you know, when I worked there and everything, it was always, all right, we're, we're building around Dirk. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the 06 team, the 11 team, you know, Terry and Dirk were the only same players. And they never went under 50 games mm-hmm. and kept rebuilding on the fly. Yeah. According to that system, which was – I'll take a bad contract because I know I can get rid of it. I'm going to go after the big fish. I'll fill in and mm-hmm. find pieces and get Marion. Well, now the rules have changed, and you've got you need picks, and you've got to develop your own player. And again, you know everybody cried and cried. We were bad for six weeks, and all of a sudden, Donnie and these guys adjusted the new rules, found you know uh, three guys for four guys really: Seth, the Yogi, DFS, and Noel in mm-hmm. a matter of six months for nothing. Zero out of pocket. Yeah, that's what's impressive. Like four of your top six, seven guys. Are mm-hmm. If you brand told me from August, if you told me December seventh when they hit four and seventeen that they were going to have this collection of talent and not have to send anything out outside of Justin Anderson and two second round picks, like that's that's a killer move. That's think a, about it. In in July when we were all you know crying. Mm-hmm. They've added Seth, Yogi, DFS, Barnes, Noel. Mm-hmm. That's five of your top seven guys. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. For nothing, right? Yeah, nothing outgoing. Nothing of importance Tell me outgoing. another team that's done that. Yeah. No, that's that's stellar work. It really is. Do you think, so next season, do you think the Mavericks will have the biggest jump in win differential of anybody in the West? Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know, just because from... Uh, and I guess that's kind of tied to what I really wanted to ask is, do you think any team in the Western Conference has more upside right now um, that isn't, you know, uh, w- top four seed? And only team I could think of was Denver because of the collection of talent they have. But like looking at the other teams around them um, in the standings, I mean, the Suns don't have immediate upside. The Lakers don't either. New Orleans doesn't right now. Yeah, I think, um, I think Dallas will be a chic pick. Mm-hmm. And part of it's because they started, you know, the injuries started so slow, so they had that kind of bad record. I mean, mm-hmm. I think what you're seeing is that they're end up being kind of what we thought they would be, which is close to a 500. Yeah, a little bit above little 500. Bit that team. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Oklahoma City a couple of years ago where they, you know, both of the guys were hurt, mm-hmm. Durant and Westbrook, and so they're playing Harry Jones the third and all these guys. And they almost made the playoffs, and they made a big run, and they were back to normal. Mm-hmm. I think 
you'll see the Mavs be back in that, you know, 42 to 45, and hopefully if guys develop, you know, 46, 47 range, mm-hmm. which, you know, would put them way up there, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't. there's not a lot in Phoenix. The Lakers will be good, but it'll take them a while. Yeah, the, there's no there's no team. Sack, Denver, I mean. There's no the team, like, on their really platform. will either continue to be there or take some yeah. steps back. But, yeah. yeah. Besides Denver, there's no team, like, on that platform of clear upside right now. Like the other teams are so bad that they're down there, or they're either up here and just trying to hold on. But when you uh, for again, dear think life about that, right? I mean, look at Phoenix and mm-hmm. New Orleans. I mean, they could have made the moves the Mavs made, mm-hmm. right? They could have signed Seth. They could have signed Yogi. They could have signed could've. DFS. Yeah, they could have made a move for Barnes, mm-hmm. moved some people around. They could have given up very little for Noel. Maybe mm-hmm. offered their first. We did it, yeah. and they're still sitting there mm-hmm. with the same rosters. And the same no future ahead of them. Right. And somehow this team has made that all work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it gives Dirk, you know, Dirk in November, he's like, I'm hurt. This team stinks. Right. Now he's mm-hmm. like, this is fun. I'm feeling good. He's going to have a great year next year because mm-hmm. of that. Right. Just just liking coming in the locker room. The energy of these young people. Right. You don't have older guys. You're kind of mm-hmm. like, Ugh, all right. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, these are young guys that like, and that's why this whole tanking thing doesn't work mentally because you don't want to put that in the DNA of your team, mm-hmm. right? And so we end up with the 10th pick instead of the fifth. Well, that's the price you're going to have to pay because the benefits will pay off mm-hmm. that, oh, we never gave up and, and Rick's on us and that's not good enough. And, you know, when, when Yogi's going in and he, he makes the pass, it's the right pass to Devin, but it was off. So we need to work on that. Right, mm-hmm. that's gonna pay off down the road. I'm gonna pause it for two seconds. All right, so two things before we uh, before we wrap up, and I just wanted to get these on wax and uh, and hear your opinion about it. But anybody that covers this team or claims to cover this team at this point in the season. And they're still bitching about this team needs to tank or this team needs to lose out or, man, they're not going to be anything without a top five pick. We need a top five pick to save this thing. That is lazy BS because you checked out on a season. You don't want to watch every single game and you don't want to make like salient points about basketball that's happening in front of you. That's really fun at this moment. They're playing really stinking well. And I can't believe people are still doing the tank thing. Like, I just can't believe it. Like, appreciate what's going on in front of you. Like, Dirk, outside last night, been playing really well. Like, these dudes are developing. And in two years, whenever they're Seth Curry is what I think Seth, Seth Curry is going to be, you're going to have missed, like, the first moments. <laughs> you're going to miss your kid yeah, getting true. up it, and walking. It is, it is, you know, somebody from the outside who doesn't know what it's like inside making those you know, kind of things like, again, like we talked about, if you tank and you make it known that you're tanking, you're telling those young players losing is okay. And so you can't unteach that. And so then when you do get this player, let's say that player doesn't work. Let's say he's, you know, the sixth pick in the draft, Noel, and you don't want him or he's a, you know, I mean, look at the lotteries the last five years. 
and see the busts in there. Mm-hmm. Are you really throwing away a season, teaching bad habits for maybe a guy that'll help you in a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's just insane thinking. Yeah, and I just and by the way, Dirk's already told you that's not okay. Which means he could leave after this year because he'll have his thirty thousand. He's you know whatever. He's like mm-hmm. see ya. And in my opinion, he's a generational talent. You, we won't see a player in Dallas, Texas, playing basketball like him in our lifetimes again. Yeah, right. That'll be the sixth all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see him go a year early because you want to maybe have a guy in the draft who's mm-hmm. nineteen, no, I want to see him play as long as he wants to because when he leaves. It, we won't ever see that again. Yeah. So if you you know, if I need to keep winning to make him happy, I'm gonna do mm. that. And it was fun to think about the possibility of like Mark L. Foltz or Dennis Smith or one of the top. It's a three different point story guards. if you're talking about number one. Right. Or number two or three in this in this draft. Yeah. Exactly. And and you're at seven. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're you know, if you're one of the top five, six bad teams, five maybe, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of and it's a three-person draft, you do what you takes to get there. Like yeah. the Lakers right now, they have to lose because if they don't get in the bottom three, mm-hmm. they give up away. their first. If they don't, if they stay out of the top three, mm-hmm. they convey a second. Yeah. Okay, you lose. Well, and it, you it takes, and it takes a, it's going to take a culture change before they're good again. Like right. They need, and that's what Magic's coming in. He's like, mm-hmm. listen, now the Chiefs in town, yeah. and everything's changing, but mm-hmm. – I've got so much work to do in the front office and mm-hmm. just with scouts and everything, analytics, building a team. Yeah, go lose those games because yeah. those players aren't going to be on my team. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be getting rid of Randall mm-hmm. and Russell and maybe I keep Ingram and I'm going to bring in George and Westbrook and sprinkle mm-hmm. this year's pick in there, whoever that is. We know the core of this team's here. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that when that's right. the case. If you know you're getting rid of nine of the 12 guys mm-hmm. and the other three are role players, who cares? Yeah. I just I hate seeing people of the media being so lazy. And tell me that you didn't, you know, last night or the night when, when they were winning and playing well, that the place is not – people aren't enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know where the road ends. We know. But you know what? The road's going to end like that for 28 teams, and – even the Clippers and all these teams that are up there mm-hmm. that are playing really well, they've still got to go through Golden State. But again, that's going to end. You know, the Golden State thing will end simply because of the new economics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. LeBron started the super team movement, right, when he played in the Olympics with those guys. And he also ended it because he said, I want my money. Mm-hmm. When, when uh, Sterling got his juice honey, right? Mm-hmm. And and did that. That's when Ballmer paid two billion. Well when he did that, all the players were like, wait a second. Yeah. You're capping me mm-hmm. and crying foul crying poor, mm-hmm. but your values, all your franchises just doubled. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh. I want mine now. Yeah. And that's what that's what happened. So the superstar said, and not only do I want mine, I don't want Chandler Parsons getting his. Superstars get paid Minimums get taken care of, and the middle is going to get squeezed. And what that does, by definition, is super teams go out the window. Because mm-hmm. you can't do it because two of those guys get paid. Well, <laughs> the third guy is going to be like, uh-uh, you know, I'm yeah. getting mine. Yeah. And it's not going to be here. Yeah. 
It's super fun to so dream that's about. great because then more teams have a chance to win, which is what we want anyway. Silver mm-hmm. kind of wanted me to put this all together, so that you know, yeah, we're in a little bit of a super team phase. But look, Cleveland's old; that ain't lasting forever. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron's got two or three elite elite years in him. Uh, he's got a lot of wear and tear on those on those knees and legs. Um, so if you're positioned now to take advantage of that when the opportunity hits, you know. Clippers aren't going to be there. San Antonio, yeah, they 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 have a smart front office. They might be there, but you you might be one of those teams that can take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready whenever it starts falling to you as well. And I had as much fun as anybody, like looking at draft prospects and dreaming about having a bunch of dudes that are twenty five years old. Ball may end up being a a, a diva, yeah. right? Yeah. His dad may be Earl Woods, and you mm-hmm. may just have to like, you know, you, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, these are young kids, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we haven't had that, but who knows, right? I mean, the, the, the draft is littered with guys at, mm. you know, 10 that make it if you're smart about how you pick. And, again, mm-hmm. if, if it's tanking to get from 11 to 6, is that worth it? Mm-hmm. The cost of that? Right. Now, again, if it's 5 to 1, you're talking that's a different story. Yeah. With no future and no players on your team that you care about. Right. Watch these games. Watch these guys grow. It's super fun to watch them even make mistakes at this point. Like, there's so much upside in that locker room. And and they're excited. I've been in there after a few games, and they're just mm-hmm. like, you know, they want to – I think one of the things that Dirk really was kind of disappointed to see Justin go because he was trying to learn. He was trying – Yeah, he wanted it. He wanted it a lot. He yeah. just – it just you – know, that bridge to, wasn't to, there yet. And you have to get rid of some guys to get some guys. And, of course. But – you know, these guys are, are hungry, they're working hard, and it's a good locker room. You don't have troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How important was it for the franchise, just everybody involved, for them to save face this season and not have a 20-win season and play really good for almost a month now? Um, and, I mean – talking to a free agent this offseason, talking to a free agent the next offseason, um, fan base, um, keeping them engaged. Because I think people are getting re, re-interested. Right. If you could if you could have flipped this and they played really well at the beginning of the season and then went on a 4-17 and 17 stretch, like you'd take that every time because that's the trick well, of sports, right? Well, the good right? news is that, you know, during Cowboy season, mm-hmm. your fan base is always limited. Yeah. So I'd rather... <laughs> Go to the bad parts while people are paying attention to the Cowboys, and now there's kind of nothing going on, and they're paying attention because mm-hmm. the stars are down, and so that's the game, and people are into it. Um, yeah, you know, listen, the fan base did freak out over four and seventeen, uh, so yeah, it would have been even worse over a season, mm-hmm. right? And you would have lost some a lot of people, and but you get them back when you when you start winning. Um, if that had been the case, it obviously it was bad. You never want want that, uh, and so that's why I think. Cuban and Donnie made the smart moves to get better. They weren't mortgaging, you know, Seth and some guys to, or, or keeping Darren and Bogut because you win games with them. You, yes, from now to the end, even with these young kids playing well, with Darren and Bogut, you probably would have won more. You probably win more games. Of course. But that's not what mm-hmm. you want to do, right? And so you make the moves that, A, can help you long term, but B, you know, put you in a position to to win games this year because you never, you know, I know Rick is too competitive and obviously Mark is to to sit there and just lose games and games and say, 
oh, well, you know, there's nothing we can do right now, so let's just play it out mm-hmm. and get that pick. No, we're going to go get Yogi. We're going to go, you know, they went to work guys in on 10 when days. things got really go dark, make a deal. When right? things no. got their worst, they, they honestly went to work. Nobody expected them to make the Noel deal. No. Right? no. And so, you know, most teams, when they're selling, they're selling. They're not buying at this age, but we're mm. buying because yeah. we don't want to just go all the way down. Yeah. So I think that shows you, you know, the type of mentality they have in there that they just, it's, listen, I mean, I, I know a lot of those guys personally, it stinks when you're losing like that. It's just, it's, it's drudgery mm-hmm. and you want to get out of that as quickly as possible. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time, man. Sure. That was fun. We'll do it again uh, soon. Hopefully. Hey man, if you know, these are, these are the true fans and uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they are. they're, they're looking at this stuff like we do, but you know, the, it's weird the way things have changed. I mean, the future's bright, and it's be interesting to see because I think the draft pick will really hinge on a lot of uh, how Yogi and Finney Smith really develop mm-hmm. because that'll tell you which piece you need more and then where they end up and how that shakes out with you know where the top 10 is. Uh, it's going to be another fun summer and really a fun spring seeing how they play. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian and myself, Friday night. Mavs hosting the Grizzlies. Check it out on the ticket. Come if see you will. Parsons score two points and <laughs> see all his ex girlfriends have signs for him. All right. Thanks, man. takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17